My brothers and sisters, do you, with your acts of favoritism, really believe in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ? For if a person with gold rings and implant clothes comes into your assembly, and if a poor person in dirty clothes also comes in, and if you take notice of the one wearing fine clothes and say, Have a seat here, please, while to the one who is poor you say, Stand there, or sit at my feet, have you not made distinctions among yourselves? and become judges of evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers and sisters. Has not God chosen the poor of the world to be rich in faith, and to be heirs of the kingdom that he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. Is it not the rich who oppress you? Is it not they who drag you into court? Is it not they who blaspheme the excellent name that was invoked over you? You do well if you really fulfill the royal law According to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law of transgressors. Whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become accountable for all of it. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not have works? Can faith save you? If your brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm, and eat your fill, and yet you do not supply their bodily needs. What is the good of that? So faith, by itself, if it has no works, is dead. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
What is humanity outside? Are we seeing that even with Jesus, it can take more than one try to open up the human heart? Was he challenging this woman? Or challenging the disciples who were listening and watching so closely? Was he, in his own way, making a bridge between Jews and Gentiles by outwardly adopting an attitude of segregation while sneakily opening the door to relationships? Was his invitation into a battle of wit a step toward the woman and not actually a step away from her? While I have often heard this story and gotten upset at Jesus for being a grumpy, bigoted crank, what did we say this morning? A, a, a curmudgeon. I think it's quite possible that he was up to something much more subversive and compelling. I think he may actually have been knocking the wall down between Jews and Gentiles, between himself and the Gentiles, rather than building it up. And if he was fishing for mutual relationships, it is the woman's act of taking the bait that seals the deal. She is fierce and witty. Sir, eat the dogs under the table, eat the children's crumbs. You want to call me a dog? Fine. I am above arguing with such a ridiculous comment. But dogs eat too, and I insist on receiving even a dog's portion of your healing love. And there it is. He dismisses, she retorts, they are on even playing field. And he yields making her perhaps the only person who has ever won an argument with Jesus. Making her the opener of the door between the Gentiles and the Messiah. Making her the co-healer of her daughter and the facilitator of grace. She starts as a person with very little social power and pull, and she ends up as the victor. And that is the kind of transformation that keeps happening in the presence of Jesus, even when he seems to be the one in the wrong. The letter to James today tells us, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, but if you show partiality, you commit sin, and you are convicted by the law as transgressors. We are all transgressors on this point show partiality. The disciples showed partiality. Jesus showed them how ugly that partiality was. And then, he made room for the one being sinned against to convict him and lean into mutuality with him. In this totally convoluted way, Jesus teaches us to stop the sin of indifference towards each other. I need Jesus to do this for me every day. Every time I live into the myth of hierarchy in our human condition, making blanket statements about groups of people, making patronizing comments to people who are in need because my discomfort renders me careless, thoughtless, making excuses about my resources, making friends only with those who are most like me. When 
We are all children. No human is a dog. And no human can live on the crumbs of another. We cannot live in the shadows of each other's obliviousness or carelessness or disdain or well-meaning intentions that have no action or follow-through to render them useful. Jesus and his Syrian friends call us to level the playing field by living into our baptismal vows. We will gather to learn, teach, worship, and strengthen one another for the work of God. We will gather at this table as equals. We will resist the sins that divide us from each other and from Christ. We will share the love of Christ with the world. We will seek and serve Christ in all people. We will work for justice and peace. We will respect the dignity of every single human being. We will, with God's thanks to Felix and his parents, we get to renew these vows today as we bear witness to Felix's baptism. As we invite him into this work, this community, this striving for equality among all people, love together with us and with Christ. But before we do that, I want to end where we started. From great, 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 great Aunt Teresa of Avila to Felix on the day of his baptism, and to the rest of us too as we reflect on our lives and our baptismal ministries. This Christ has no body now but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks at the world with compassion. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which he blesses all the world. Christ has no body now on earth but yours.
him, O Lord, from the way of sin and death. Lord, hear our prayer. Open his heart to your grace and truth. Lord, hear our prayer. Fill him with your holy and life-giving spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Keep him in the faith and communion of your holy church. Lord, hear our prayer. Teach him to love others in the power of the spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Send him into the world in witness to your love. Heavenly Father, we thank you that by water and Holy Spirit, you have bestowed upon this your servant the forgiveness of sin and have raised him to the new life of grace. Sustain him, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit. Give him an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to will and to persevere, the spirit to know and to love you, and the gift of joy. 
and wonder in all your works. Amen. Let us welcome the newly baptized. We receive the household of God, confess the faith of Christ crucified, proclaim his resurrection, and share with us.
Drip Church School. I'm also very involved in the youth program. And I just wanted to let you know to, to be aware of the fact that church school will be begin in two weeks. It's in your insert. Um, next week will be the last time we'll have Children's Chapel. Uh, next week we'll also have tours of the new space where the children will be in the parish house, having their classes while the undergrad continues on its renovation efforts. Um, but Sunday, September 20th, is the first day of church school. We have online registration, and I encourage all families to register by the 13th if you can. It helps me um, plan accordingly. Um, and if you're not, don't have a child in church school, you know, there's lots of places where we could use some support in your involvement. So go ahead and get online and register just yourself, and tell me where you'd like to help out if that's something you want to do. Um, there's many, many ways. The Adult Supporting Children Committee, there's uh, we need shepherds, we need um, help with taking down and putting up with church school classrooms. There's lots of ways that I can use help and to, to see me or get online and do the registration. Thank you. To segue on that, Christian Ed doesn't only happen on Sunday morning here at Trinity. Um, there is the Youth and Junior Choir program on Thursdays at, at, at Thursday afternoons from 4 to 5 for second and third graders and from 5.15 to 6.15 for those older. Um, if you yourself have a child in that age and have any questions, please see me. Uh, the rehearsals begin this week. If you know anyone who has a child at that age, whether they're at Trinity or not, mention it. Thank you. You can pool party next Sunday at 4 o'clock. Email me for the location. <laughs> if you're visiting with us today, we hope you will take a moment to stop at the welcome table at the back of the church. Uh, there's a guest book you can sign. And if you're a church shopping looking for a church home, there's also information back there about our parish. Also, we're willing to answer any questions you might have. I want to draw your attention to the uh, insert about the resource page. 